0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where an actual statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates and information, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. And for some extra free picks, you can find us on TikTok. All those links are in the description. This college basketball episode covers select games scheduled to be played on Thursday, December 1st, 2022. If you are new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com new for a primer and explanation of what goes on in these here parts otherwise the goals for this episode are to share key information about these games give you some things to take on, and explain what certain plays are being made we never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with the sword against before investing your hard-earned money remember that sideline has graded plays on every single game as always take what you like and leave the rest if you have questions about these or other games the best place to get those answers is on the discord chat which can be accessed through patreon link is in the show description as always, remember, there are no locks in gambling, so what Sideline provides are loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grades to indicate its confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. Again, we're only covering a subset of today's games in this episode, so for the full slate of picks, check out the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's, show's description that has the model picks and projections. You can get that also from the website homepage. Lastly, please understand that good and bad variance will occur, so as much as we'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake we're talking about games happening in December. I I don't know where the year's gone.
1: It's it's unbelievable really and I mean like you got a lot of Pac-12 conference play happening. Mm. It's, just, it's just crazy how fast this year is going.
0: Yeah, I I assume we're seeing more of this in in recent years where these conferences are scheduling like a conference game or two further out and and I assume it's to give more flexibility with uh, you know the, the the Christmas break and different tournaments and maybe some flexibility with just throwing a random non-conference later or something like that. But we're seeing more and more of this. It just it all it gets me. I'm like, why are we doing conference games now? Like this is it's a weird it's a weird trend. I, I feel like
1: yeah yeah. Like typically it was just the Big Ten that went early because they for some reason thought it was a great idea to have their uh, tournament way earlier, finish way earlier than everybody else, and I think that hurt them quite a bit. Just kind of like and so that's. I don't know. It seems to be... The new normal.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, before we get to today's game, some reminders please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. I already mentioned that Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits you found there above and beyond what we do here. Membership starts just $3 per month. You can get there by www.patreon.com picks with the professor. But even if you're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. Let's get to it. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description. And current as the time of this recording on Wednesday night. Quick primer 2 we We're changing around a couple of the categories. Uh, just very dissatisfied with the totals and how that's gone. Uh, I, the model still has them and I'll still put them out there. Um, I, I think I mentioned this to some of the people in the Discord as well. I, really for me, it's that there needs to be a certain amount of time given to work through which ones to play and the algorithm and all that stuff like that. And as a full-time statistics Professor, I only have so much time and I want to focus my time on the side plays which I think are going better. So just making sure I give the proper care to that. I don't want to stretch myself too thin. So um, I'll still have the model projections out in the totals. But we're going to skip totals here and instead we're going to give you more side plays since those will work you better anyway. So we're going to start off again with the A-plus play of the day. Jacob. all the A plays that are locked in again posted already for Uh, Our starters and above on Patreon, Uh, they've already seen these. I think there were about 10 of them or so. Your favorite is 6 p.m. Central Youngstown State at Northern Kentucky. Youngstown State basically just picking up to win at minus one. Um, Sideline says this should be Youngstown State minus three and a half. Thinks they are uh, a much better team. They could go on the road and get the victory. Uh, Horizon League conference game. Uh, here talking about the the pack. There's multiple conference games here on this Thursday night, and this is one of them. Uh, Jake, why do we think that Youngstown State can go on the road and beat Northern Kentucky?
1: Like, I'm not sure if we've ever talked about the Penguins here on on this show, but I mean, I guess if, if, if not,
0: that's a shame.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> it's uh, a great name. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Uh, this, this is just a Pretty good team, and they're not getting enough respect here. They play a fun version of basketball, scoring 80-plus in all but two games. They lack a little bit on the defensive end, but that's why I think the number's kind of where it's at. But their offense is very good. They've got four guys averaging double digits. Nelson almost averaging a double-double with rebounds. He's a very good team, a very good player. They're a great shooting team, hitting around 40% for three and 74 from the free throw line. I don't think Kentucky's a decent team. There's nothing wrong with them. Just, I don't think they're on the level of Youngstown State. They got they got a good win at Cincy, but they've also lost to Florida Gulf Coast, UT Arlington, Toledo, and Kent State. I just don't see enough there. They're so dependent on Marquise Warwick, which if I had a player like him on my team, I'd be pretty dependent on him too. He's a very, very good player. Uh, but he's with him. He's averaging 21 right now. I just don't think he's enough to carry him to victory here, and that's really what. Playing for here is victory because nothing. Um, I just they don't shoot the ball very well. They're thirty low thirties from three. uh, Hit sixty three from the free throw line in a tight game. You really need the free throws, and I think that's one big advantage going down State's way, uh, even with home courts. I think they've got enough to go on the road here and come come away with a victory, probably five to seven points.
0: And you talk about, you know, neither one of these teams have much of the way of defense at all. And Youngstown State's got them just much better offense. It'll be an interesting clash of styles. Youngstown, Youngstown State wants to play a lot faster. And Northern Kentucky wants to play a lot slower. And so um, it, usually we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Usually when that happens, it's because one team has the good offense. One team has a good defense. But in this case, Northern Kentucky probably playing slower because they know their defense is terrible. And they don't want to end up in those track meet type games. It. Yeah, trying I to hide, hide that. Yeah, that poor defense. Uh, so it'll be a little bit of a clash of styles. But again, neither defense is very good. There should be some a decent amount of points in this one. But yeah, I, I'm kind of like, you. Yeah, it, it's hard to see. you Texas like, like having the horses to keep up with this one. The home court matters, especially at a conference game. But um, offensively, they're just really far behind Youngstown State. So we think Youngstown State can get the job done. Minus one is the A-plus play of the day. And we'll give you another a play here taking one on extra beyond that one 6 p.m central robert morris at wright state another horizon league game uh, jake this one jumped out at me too we've kind of talked about the model doesn't love to lay big numbers a lot of times when it lays it with favorites it's laying one point four points six points eight points things like that double digits doesn't happen often the model jumps out and says this is an a grade play on wright state minus 11 and a half even though it only says the spread should be 11.9 it's looking at some other factors how these teams have played there's some complicated math involved here, but it says even though it doesn't necessarily think they win on average by more than this, it's still a great play based off of other factors beyond it's just its prediction abilities. So the model loves this play. You do too. Um, why can Wright State really put Robert Morris away here at home in another early conference game?
1: Yeah, this one, I was very confused with this line. It seems way short for me. Like Robert Morris is not a very good team. Their two wins are against two D2 teams they unexpectedly hung hung with a couple teams, like uh, Dayton being the main one, but I think Dayton's got their own struggles they're dealing with. And mm-hmm. Robert Morris is more more a game about how Dayton's playing than how Robert Morris has played. I mean, right to say lost twice. Davidson and I think it was double overtime at like, the first game of the year. And you see Riverside. Other than that, they're they've really taken care of their business. Uh, they've got three really good players in Calvin, Davis, and Noel. Calvin really leading the offense. He's scoring, he's controlling everything, leading and scoring and assists. Uh, they're not the greatest three-point shooting team, but the way they play defense and the pace they want to play at and how they force their turnovers, they don't really need to shoot threes very much. It should be an up and down game, and I think Wright State's just going to run away with it because Robert Morris just does not have the talent to keep this below fifteen.
0: Yeah, and Wright State wants to play fast, and I personally, I, I like that. It, it doesn't it doesn't mean that if you play fast, you are going to cover a big number, and if you play slow, you can't, right? It's not that simple, right? If so, then Virginia would never cover a big number, and I like to fade Virginia on a big number for that reason, but they sometimes will cover them, right? So it's not like it's a 100% type thing, but if I'm laying a big number, I always like it to be with a fast team who wants to have extra possessions because it gives you the opportunity to cover a bigger number, and Wright State definitely fits that bill. They want to play fast. They want to have a lot of possessions. They want to score a lot of points, and that's going to make it, not a lock to win, but an easier cover for us at this number. So we're going to play right state minus 11 and a half at home there as our extra A play. Well, the B-grade picks, the best one in your mind here, 5.30 p.m. Central, Oklahoma State at UConn. Uh, Not the must-see TV game, because we're going to talk about one that's even bigger later, but one that, you know, if you could find a way to get your eyeballs on, should be it. Oklahoma State's played fairly well this year, but UConn, I think we talked about it earlier in the week, just hats off to them. They have looked really impressive, Uh, like one of the, you know, rising to the top of everybody's power ratings uh, type list, you know, really asserting themselves as a national championship contender. Um, Sideline says it should be UConn minus 10.3 at home in this non-conference matchup. Sideline is locked in a B-grade play, backing them, laying nine and a half. Uh, Jake, why is that
1: the right side here? Yeah, UConn is playing out of their mind right now. I'm not sure really who gets in the way if they keep it up. Um, They've got about a 20-point average margin of victory, and that's even playing a handful of – Really good teams. Uh, they, I mean, I think three of them. that took, took made Alabama look feeble and just destroyed everybody else. Uh, they've got a top ten offense and defense. It's just unreal how they're playing right now. Sagongo like and Newton are great. Uh, Caliban is playing so so good right now. they they don't shoot the ball or they're they're very deep and like they don't shoot the ball often but when they do they can really light it up from three they don't make a lot of mistakes this is by far hurley's best team uh, and he's a very very good coach they're going to play a very pressure defense force you to make mistakes and just punish you all night oklahoma state not the team that's going to slow them down they lost the ucf and southern illinois or Southern Illinois, and they've not really sniffed anybody as close to good as UConn, and I think you don't want to you want to kind of build up to UConn. You don't want to just all of a sudden play them with the way they're playing. Uh, they play at a faster pace, but I'm not sure that's going to help them versus uh, Connecticut here. That they, they just turn the ball over too much and really don't do anything near as well as UConn does everything. So I I just don't see a way Oklahoma State stays in this game. Yeah,
0: Oklahoma State's pretty solid on defense. Uh, offense good, but not, you know, top t- contender good, and that's going to make it hard for them to to hang in there on this one. I, I just think it's really interesting to talk about, you know, UConn, we we'll talked about Purdue, Houston, uh, Arizona looking great, Indiana looking great. Uh, I, I think it's interesting. We have a lot of teams this year uh, rising to the top who – you would consider kind of blue bloods, but schools that haven't been that good consistently for the last decade, you know, all those teams have had years, right. But most of those teams haven't been, top teams you know year in and year out, they haven't been like the you know baylor has been or for the most part i guess you know you would say kentucky gonzaga virginia right some of these teams that you know duke you know some of these teams that are kind of consistently there every year uh some of these like blue bloods that have just been a not quite hanging around right you know or maybe like houston more of an upstart right that are kind of rising to the top here and kind of saying we aren't just going to be a four seed this year in the tournament like we might actually jump up and compete and be Something to be reckoned with, and I think it's interesting to get a little bit of some different names there again, not at the not at the top necessarily, but at the tippity top, you know.
1: Well, you know, it's wild. It drives me nuts listening to any game Bill Walton is calling, but he always says there's some like some quote where UConn's got the most championships in the last 25 years or something like that, like which is crazy to think. Yeah, they have three total. Yeah, yeah,
0: because they had yeah they had that one random one where they were like the eight seed or whatever. Yeah. uh, yeah, that, that kind of took everybody by surprise. Uh, but it, that's been where they've been. They've been more of like an eight-seed type team, you know. They haven't been like this where, you know, when they made that run, it was fun. But it wasn't yeah. like this where, like, now if they made a run, we'd all be like, yeah, I see it. I totally think they're going to make a run this year. Um, whereas that year, I don't think anybody saw that coming really. Yet. As yeah, much as they got hot they, – they just got hot at the conference tournament. It wasn't like even oh. before that
1: they were playing well. <laughs> they played every day of that conference tournament and then had to play every yeah. day of the night. It was just an unbelievable run. Uh, like yeah. when I was saying everything before that, like Oklahoma State's not the team to slow down. I wasn't trying to say Oklahoma State's a bad team; they're a good yeah. team. They're going to be yeah. a force, or not a force, but like a very hard. Okay. out K twelve yeah. just the way UConn's playing right now. I'm not sure who gets in their way.
0: Well, in Oklahoma State, one of their biggest advantages has been it's always been a tough place to play. Uh, I mean, for both college play and college basketball, um, they've always had great crowds and game being at Yukon not quite the same. you know they don't get that benefit right this games in Stillwater uh, they got a shot really to pull the upset, but as it is, obviously anything's possible, but but we think they will have a much harder time. So we're going to lay the nine and a half with UConn here as our best B-side and a bonus B-side for you, one of those Pac-12 conference games we talked about out late 9.30 p.m. Central tip. UCLA is laying five and a half at Stanford. Sutherland says it should be closer to six and a half, and so is locked in a B-grade play. Says lay it with the Bruins. Jake, why is that the right
1: play? Uh, Stanford plays very good defense really good defense. Didn't really expect it when I started diving into this game, but they played a snail's pace, and that's just not going to give them enough chance to get get away from this UCLA team. The UCLA is just a very good team. The, Stanford's only hope is to rebound the ball, the way they rebound the ball, and I just, that's not going to be enough here. They just don't have enough offense because uh, they can't make... UCLA will be playing a lot faster. They're going to make Stanford very uncomfortable and just slowly pull away. They've got a Top 10 offense and a very good defense with it. They're very experienced, play a smart basketball, and they're well-coached. Um, Stanford has lost here recently to teams that are ranked similarly to UCLA, but not not above them, all below them. But they've lost by 10, 12, and 8. All would, be, all would get to cover this number. Mm-hmm. Um, and UCLA is a decent way better than Stanford. I think there's been a little too much. Paid attention to Clark being out. I mean, he was out to illness. We don't know if he's going to play, but it's not like he's out to injury. So if he plays, he's going to be real close to 100%. He might might play less minutes, but it's not going to affect his ability. Uh, So I just don't think Stanford's got near enough to hang with UCLA.
0: Yeah, and being a conference game, you know, if UCLA's up, you know, three, five, seven, anywhere in that ballpark light, there will be fouls. Uh, Sometimes in the non-conference games, you see teams just kind of like, you know, less eager to foul because it doesn't mean as much. When you get to conference season, you tend to be a little more aggressive on those fouls. So That gives us that extra little possibility of getting outside of this number with some light fouls that maybe you and I would say the game's over, but the kids are going to keep fouling, right? You know, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me. If, I mean, i it wouldn't surprise me if UCLA just wins this by 10, but it also wouldn't surprise me if UCLA's up five with, you know, eight seconds to go with the ball and they foul him. And you and I are like, the game is over, but we're like, yeah, go ahead and foul him, you know? Yeah, and, and we get, yeah, we get to shoot two more free throws. So that's yeah, always a that possibility too, as long as we're laying a number here short, you know, that, that's, 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 that's this low, not up, you know, eight, nine, that
1: sort of thing. Yeah. Especially, uh, we being at home. They're going to be a little more eager, a little, try a little harder to, to win that one so i think those late fouls are a little more likely to happen
0: yeah and, and jake i'm curious what your thoughts are on this one we haven't talked about this before and so i'm putting you completely on the spot here but these early conference games i wonder if there's a little bit of a different mindset for some of the players and the coaches whereas when you get to the conference season it's a grind right it's a lot of travel um and not that there's not travel in the non-conference but you have in the non-conference you have long gaps so where you don't play and you have finals gap and you have holidays and you have the tournaments and you have a lot of these bigger schools get a lot of home games right you know so it's just a whole different setup right i feel like the conference schedule is just this grind of your especially the pac 12 with some of those road trips they've got it feels like it might be a, a more of an upset situation in the middle of that crime but I, I kind of feel like outside of that it's a little bit easier to focus in and say, hey we've got this one conference team let's focus in everything we've got and maybe that makes the upset just a little bit harder to pull off in a spot like this where if this is in the middle of the conference season be like, hey maybe ucla takes it for granted sleepwalks through a road game and gets beat but here it's like there's really no excuse given that it's this one conference game right here they haven't had one yet to go out there and and, and give it to everything on the road
1: one i think it's something new so like it's a little like gets, you, especially the first few, like a little change of pace, something like that, that kind of makes you have a little more pep in your because it's something new, It's something different that you're you're doing, mm-hmm. um, and like the games seem not that they, I mean, I guess they kind of mean more than your typical non-conference game, yeah. but at the same time, like so it's just a little extra there. So I think that from that standpoint, and also the familiarity kind of gets you different mm-hmm. games. Like it, it's tough to scout, especially when those tournaments you're having to scout like six, seven teams, and then you don't know who you're going to play, then you play, then, like, so your practices are kind of weird. Well, here, your scouting report is pretty much made. You're just filling in a few different blanks here and there, and it, like, with a little bit of changes the teams have because coaches coach going to stay fairly similar. And, and so it's a little easier on the practice. It's a little, e- like, not easier practice. It's easier to figure out the game plan and things like that. So I think you get – a lot like teams will can take advantage of things a lot easier in uh conference play
0: mm-hmm. yeah and, and they'll all have a, a another conference team this weekend as well but it's not quite the same normal thing that they do because ucla's game for instance is at home this weekend as opposed to a lot of times they've the pac-12 was known for the road trip where they'll go to you know play at oregon on thursday then oregon State on saturday or you know arizona and utah or arizona arizona state utah Colorado that sort of thing a little bit different with this one, um, but yeah, being out by itself, you know, hopefully UCLA goes out there, takes care of business. We think they can win by six or more. So we're going to lay the points with UCLA and the late night game on Thursday, which takes us to Jake on a limb a situation where the model has a C grade on a game. Doesn't really feel overly strong. This one is Arizona state and Colorado. In those pac 12 games, Colorado notoriously one of the toughest places to play in conference, but again, I was just talking about, I think part of that is the altitude and the grind of a conference game. When you play Colorado and Utah back-to-back, it's extremely tough, whichever one you play second with that altitude. So Arizona State getting a little bit of a break here, getting this as the first game, you um, you know, co- you know, having plenty of rest, that sort of thing. Uh, Southern says it should be Arizona State, um, or it should be Colorado minus three and a half. We've got five points with Arizona State. Jake, why are you grabbing the five with the Sun Devils?
1: Like, this should be a fun game to watch. Both these teams play fast ish, fast adjacent, so there should be and have pretty good offense. So it's, it should be a fun one to watch if, uh, you know, but there's better games on at this time. So unfortunately, it's kind of getting swallowed up a little bit. Um, yeah. Colorado has a good defense, but surprisingly, if you start digging into it, the Sun Devils actually have the better defense. Um, I think they also have the better coach. Uh, Colorado is just very inconsistent with how they play. As you, as, if you look at their schedule, it's lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, and it's not like close either way. It's typically five to seven, maybe even ten or more points either way, where they're winning and losing. And so it's just very inconsistent. Arizona State is a is a good team. Not nothing superstar special, but very very good, very well coached with with the other Hurley brother. Uh, they're just very well balanced. They They're not the best three-point shooting team, but they're very high on free throws, which is really good, especially with the shortest number on the road. So I think if this game is close, kind of like we were just talking with UCLA, if the free throws go the other way at all, Arizona State should be able to take care of business. Uh, I mean, I'm... Personally, I'm actually going to play Arizona State on the money line. I think mm-hmm. this, this line has gotten kind of weird. I'm not exactly sure what's that like, why it got out so far. I think this should be right where sideline has it, uh, two or three points. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely taking Arizona with the points, but I'm actually going to play, play them on the money line.
0: Yeah, I had the same question um, looking at this. I kind of thought these two teams are pretty similar, right, uh, Arizona state a little bit better of a defense, a little bit weaker of an offense games in Colorado, tough place to play Sideline says three and a half. I would have said, Three, if you want to say callers a little bit better, three and a half, maybe four, right? but five. I was like, that seems a little bit weird why it's out there that that high. Um, we're gonna grab the five points and like you said, like you're teasing there, Jake. Maybe a little bit of money line there makes a little bit of sense as well. Uh, we teased it earlier, the musty TV game of the night. You probably know what's coming here. Creighton in Texas, six p.m. central. Right now, no sideline play on this one. I was told Jake before the show. If it was forced to make a pick right now, it would. It would grab uh, Creighton at plus six and a half as a C grade pick, but it's really hoping for more points. So I was, I was telling Jake before show, I'm hoping in the morning that this is out to you know seven, seven and a half, eight. Right? If it keeps going higher, right? Just getting all those points possible. We'll see where the number movement takes it. Right now, the model is just kind of saying, I'm not dying to jump in just yet. The number six and a half sideline says it should be about seven here. Texas at home, definitely the better team. Can they run away with this, or can Creighton hang in the ballgame?
1: Look, I think Creighton hangs in this one. Texas, I know they play Gonzaga, but they really haven't been tested yet. Gonzaga's struggling to find a mm-hmm. point guard, and they're turning the ball over like crazy. Texas forced 20 turnovers in that game. and They really thrive off that kind of chaos, um, as we saw with Texas Tech, and Texas are already with Chris Beard. Like They, yep. they really need those turnovers. Where Creighton's kind of established point guard in Nambard, who's having his best year of his career. And they're surrounded by scorers. They've got big guys that can score with a They're just very, very good team. And there's better on defense than you expect. I mean, a lot is going to be made of their offense and how they shoot and how much they score. But they're a little better on defense than most people. They're getting credit for and Texas, They've got enough offense to hang with Texas. They, like Texas is a very, very good team. Texas should win this game. I think they do win this game. But I think this is a very tight game. Like going back and forth, I don't know that it really ever gets much above that six number either either way, and I think it should be a just absolutely incredible game to watch. I love the way Texas is scheduled this year. They brought in Gonzaga. They've got this Creighton game. They got Illinois coming up soon. So Texas is going to be probably pretty common here. This must see TV with I'm- the way they play.
0: I was going to say next Tuesday at Madison Square Garden, they're getting, they get Illinois. So, they, you know, uh, two of the games home, one neutral. So no real road tests for them in the non-conference. Uh, every single game that they play, as a lot of the big schools, I'm not picking on Texas here, a lot of the big schools do this, where every game is home or a neutral site. Um, but bringing gonzaga they couldn't have known that this would be a little bit of a struggle at least in the early season who knows if it'll be later for gonzaga bringing creighton who's looking fantastic and then illinois who's also looking pretty dang good themselves uh they'll get some they'll get some good games here uh heading into the conference slate so it'll be a lot of fun to keep your eye on texas who's are are a good team playing good teams it's a lot of fun it's what we want to see yeah i mean all you
1: have to do is look at the arizona game i think Creighton surprised a little pe- some people with the way Arizona was playing at the time and keeping it a two-point game. I mean, ch- you can change anything about that, and that's a win instead of a loss. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think the free throws are going to be big in this one, and Creighton's loaded with shooters. I, I think it's a very tight game.
0: Yeah, should be a fun one. All right, to the overtime segment, we've got one more Pac-12 after-dark game for you here, 9.30 Central Washington State at Oregon. Southern's got an A-grade play on the road team here, grabbing five and a half points. Model says it should be only three and a half. Uh, Jake, why is grabbing five and a half points here the right
1: play? Uh, Before we get into this, does this happen every year where the state of Washington plays the state of Oregon with? I think Washington's playing Oregon State and Washington State playing Oregon. Like, is that ever your thing?
0: No idea. <laughs>
1: I, know in, I know in the conference they all play each other, but it, like, it happened in the same night. I was like, I don't know. Is there some kind of yeah. like, war trophy they're fighting for here?
0: If, uh, if not, there should be.
1: <laughs> it would kind of, be kind of fun. Uh, but, I mean, Oregon's just been struggling. I'm mean, mm-hmm. not sure you can call a seven-point win over a very much struggling Villanova team.
0: I was going Villanova, another team that's struggling, yeah. yeah.
1: Like, worth anything right now. I mean, nobody they have right now is playing the expectations. They're very sloppy. They're turning the ball over a lot. They shoot terribly. Uh, I mean, Washington State's not much better, but getting five and a half points here is going to be great, uh, especially since Washington State almost doubles them up in three point percentage, which is crazy. Like, I think mean, they're shooting in the mid 40s, and uh, Oregon's around like 28, 27, something like that. So it's absolutely bad um there's, like, teams are very similar they play around the same pace they're both defense first teams offense is kind of an afterthought and that gets going to show in the records um i just don't think there's much more there's not i don't think there's any more than home court here i think that's where the difference of the game is and so getting five and a half is going to be great because the home court is probably worth what three maybe three points at the best here <laughs>
0: I give a larger home court edge to PAC 12 because they tend to have some of the larger splits. I give them a full three, um, which, again, is why it's a very similar situation to the Colorado-Arizona State game. Again, why the algorithm likes one a little bit more than the others. There's some math behind it and some other trends and whatnot. But it's a similar situation where in both of them, the model says, yeah, the home team's a little bit better. And we'll give you three for the home court because this is a pretty – usually the Pac-12s are pretty strong home courts. But beyond that, there's not a ton of difference in these teams. And I think the question that you have to ask yourself with Oregon is how much do you respect the fact that they only – lost by 10 at home to Houston and Houston's looked great. Um, you know, that game, I think if you really buy into Oregon is decent, that's kind of the game you point to where you say, I know it's a loss, but they played Houston well. Um, but like you said, otherwise there's, it's not that impressive. Like Michigan state's been solid and they hung with him, but they couldn't get it done. And we're not talking about covering a big number with Oregon. We're talking about Laying in number, right? So the fact that they couldn't get it done against Michigan State doesn't make you feel good about getting it done here,
1: right? No, yeah. Like uh, when these two teams play, no matter what, they who's the home court, neutral site, whatever. I'm going to take the points. These teams are just very even. I, I don't know yeah. that there's much much difference between them. Yeah,
0: is this another situation where you're like like with of State, where you would say maybe put us put a little bit on the money line too, just because who knows what's going to happen?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not a bad call, uh, like. I, I, where, I, where I think Arizona State might be the better team there, is why I, why I was saying that. But I think okay. these teams are very even. So um, I, it's not a bad choice, especially if you get a little extra money hanging around at the late games. Why not?
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we've got for you today. Jickety, parting words?
1: No. This is conference play coming up. This is when it's it going to be like every other night. We're going to have a big-time clash. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep,
0: absolutely. And if we could sprinkle on some of the good non-conference games, too, it just makes for a really – it's a light slate, not a lot of games, but a lot of games of interest. You know, there's not – there's only a handful of these filler games where you're like, don't even care. I mean, there's every game – there's a lot of the games that are interesting for one reason or another. So it's a a light slate, but a
1: pretty solid one. High-quality slate. This is a great night for basketball, especially with nothing else really going on 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 your Thursday night.
0: Yeah, I guess just the NFL game would be the only one because there's no college football games. Yeah,
1: I I mean, Thursday NFL games have been –
0: that's it's historically been the case, but people still watch them anyway. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for tuning, tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content we we'll be run right on this channel. Just dropped right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow with more college basketball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck, and remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.